1: The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. At Ingalls Markets, 429 East Main Street in gorgeous Liberty, South Carolina. I got to tell you guys, you guys got a really nice little nook over here, man. You know, you drive through Liberty, it's very calm, it's very peaceful. You know, you may have heard me ask Josh Pate, like, how does he unplug? My wife always asks me that. She's like, babe. It doesn't seem like you really ever unplug. I'm like, it feels like I need to, you know? You drive out to Liberty every once in a while. It does some good for you. It's chicken soup for the soul. All right. Time to give you clue number three today for your gift card giveaway. Clue number three. Here we go. This item is found in every single Ingles store. Clue number one. This item can be served at the table or seen on the front porch. Okay. This item, so typically that item is more organic, right, if you're seeing it outside and you can serve it. Number two, this item has a variety named after a tree nut, okay? Number three, you can bake it, saute it, or use it as decoration. Bonus clue number four, I hate this item, <laughs> okay. okay? Do you like it? Corey, do you like it? Corey doesn't like it either. Okay, so like we're doing our best not to let you know, like, is it an inanimate object or is it something you eat? But Corey doesn't like it. I don't like it. You know, uh, if you put me if you put this on my plate, you and I got a problem. Okay, we we, we got a problem. Uh, So anyway, those are the uh, those are the clues that I have. You know, it's no hating on anybody. There's a lot of people who love it, you know, but it tastes like um, it tastes like rotten sand to me, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> there you go, there you go. Okay, my friends, it is, uh, we've got a lot of your texts to get through on the show today. We've got Mad Craft taking Akron and six points over Northern Illinois. We've got a texter who just guessed the right item on the uh, text line, but I'm not going to say it on the air. Corey's doing a great job uh, going to get some uh, some contestants for us and you guys can come in and chime us chime in with us as well. JC is going Kentucky and 14 and a half over Georgia with his upset pick. Dan B is taking Oklahoma plus six and a half points over Texas. Hokie Chris says he's taken the extreme long shot Virginia Tech plus 23 and a half over Florida State. Sorry, I forgot to put my name we got it Hokie Chris you got it. Uh, John Corley says Marshall and six and a half over NC state. Great minds, John Corley, great minds. Uh, Brandon is taking no part in any upset picks or anything else. He's just texting in about playoff baseball. Diesel. I will share this with you. Uh, Yesterday on ESPN over a six hour window of time, they read two promos on major league baseball playoffs. And that was the only mention of the major league baseball playoffs in six hours of coverage from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. on the shows they have from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. First take and another one or I, I, I don't know. But they read two promos, the only mention of the baseball playoffs on ESPN. What does that tell you? Does that tell you that the playoffs are not in a good place, that the hosts don't know anything about the baseball playoffs? What does it, what does it say to you? Are they uh, uh, are they carrying?
2: They're yeah. carrying the games on ESPN networks? Wow, that's pathetic. Yeah, I was about to they, say, like, is it, are, are they buried on some network that they don't own and they don't want to provide right. any run
1: for a network they don't own? But that's not the case. No, they're on ESPN. Their shows aren't talking <laughs> about them. <laughs> oh. How about that? Um, Mark? Yeah, let's L-O talk Ducks. more, though,
2: about uh, Jimmy Butler's new hairdo. Yeah, that, that, That's a that, that, good way. To, that's a great way to fill time.
1: Or LeBron's legacy.
2: You know what I'm or LeBron's lack of a hairdo. Come on, LeBron, just shave your head. Starting to look like a Rorschach test at this point, and it's weird.
1: Hey, hey, LeBron, you fought the good fight. You lost. Okay, you lost. Most All of right? us do. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Mark L. O. Duck says Washington State plus three and a half over UCLA. Uh, let's see here. Ah, oh, Hurricane Jeff. You said ask him his opinion on the Hurricanes. I did not, and I apologize. Kyle D says Oklahoma and six and a half over Texas. Uh, Let's see here. Josh Pate, recalibrate of expectation guy. Uh, Let's see here. Texter says, Mark, Ohio State is so lucky. Notre Dame didn't beat them with 10 players on the field or that Holtz video would have haunted them for life. Lou Holtz is right. He's right. Leprechaun of Lyman with a big swing going Kentucky plus 14 and a half over Georgia. I don't hate it, Leprechaun of Lyman. Hiddly-hoo. Oklahoma over Texas in six and a half points, so says Logan Simpson. Let's see here. Mark, give me Maryland over Ohio State for 20, so says Delano, the truck driver. Delano, who am I to tell you what to do? I'm in 45th place. You're in, you're in fifth place. I'm just tired of seeing all these Maryland teams undefeated every year until they play Ohio State. They lose 50-3. to three. I'm tired of it. I don't buy Maryland. Uh, Sherb says Oklahoma over Texas. So what is the most popular? Michigan J. Todd, good to hear from you, buddy. Says Maryland over Ohio State by 20. Justin Addis, Marshall plus 6.5 over NC State. Good pick there, Justin Addis. Uh, John Dogg, Kentucky, 14.5 over Georgia. Eric from Spartanburg, Washington State in 3.5 over UCLA. Kevin Hines is going Missouri and 6 over LSU. Harper T., Washington State in 3.5 over UCLA. Uh, those are a ton of the picks that have come in Thus far today, man, really, 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 really good stuff. Really good stuff. Um, Okay, let's see here. Mark, Charmin dates me three to four times a day. It doesn't care about my age. Charmin dates you three to four times a day. Sir, please go to a doctor and get some help. I am deeply disturbed about this right now. Okay, uh, Texter says, My father coached with Bob Previtt and Wayne Whiteside, two great ones. Really cool. Yeah, we had a listener that came on the show today. He was sitting here in the Corner Cafe, and he said, Are you Mark Ryan? And I said, Yes. And he said, Would you be open to letting me stay, come on your show, uh, and talk a little bit about Spartanburg-Gaffney? I said, Sure. So we did that in the first segment. Texter says, Mark, South Carolina has no choice but to hire Urban Meyer. Uh, Would Urban Meyer take the South Carolina job? Could Urban Meyer win at South Carolina? What do you guys think? What do you think? Uh, Mark, you have covered the South Carolina recruiting and inherited team angle. Now also consider Muschamp routinely got his angry face on TV and berated his players. Uh, Texter, I, like what I want you to know is that I believe Beamer <coughs> is a better coach than Muschamp. But at some point, the numbers have to reflect that, right? At some point, they do. Um, you know, the mark of elite head coaches in college football is a winning percentage of 800, okay? If you're at a good program and you, win, you have a winning percentage of 700, that's good and you'll keep your job. 600 will get you fired at a Florida, um, and 600 is a good mark to shoot for at South Carolina, okay? But it'll get you fired at Florida. Good mark for South Carolina. Shane Beamer's at 548, Guys, 548, what do you want? What do you want? Like, you know, at some point that matters, right? 17 and 14. Over the same period of time, um, Will Muschamp was 581. So 581 for a coach you hate, 541 for, for, 548 for a coach you love. Who do you love? <laughs> Game hens can't get out of their league dames. Sorry, Mark. I see what you did there. See what you did there. Can't game cans can't pull out their league names. All right, my friends, it is time for us to do that jam. We call it the top five at five, the top five biggest sports stories of the day, the top five topics we're discussing. Ladies and gentlemen of the upstates, offsiders, the top five at five starts right now. And now, the top five at five. And five, four, three, two, one. Hit it five. All right. At number five, will Aaron Rodgers just please shut his pie hole? Really? I mean, can he please shut his pie hole? You know, like, guys, for a, for a long time during the pandemic, I was a huge proponent of everyone getting vaccinated, right? A huge proponent. And I'm not here to drudge that up again. Okay. Um, I it, it, There was a, a long period of time where it felt like that was the only way we were ever going to get out of it, okay? Um, Aaron Rodgers lied about that. He said he's inoculated. He never got a shot. Mark, why are you talking about this so so long later? Well, because, you know, like it's, it's one thing if you just didn't get it. But don't lie and say you got inoculated and you really didn't, okay, which is what Aaron Rodgers did. Mm-hmm. And then Aaron Rodgers has now taken – the next step in blasting people who have gotten vaccinated. Today in his crosshairs, none other than Mr. Taylor Swift, Travis Kelson.
2: Didn't have a crazy game and, uh, you know, Mr. Pfizer, we kind of shut him down a little bit he didn't have, you know, his like crazy impact game after he had, you know, some yards and stuff. But I felt like for the most part, you know, we played really tough on defense especially the last three quarters. And-
1: a jerk, Mr. Pfizer. Get... He's
2: calling oh, him that because Travis Kelsey is is in that new commercial for uh, getting a vaccine,
1: right? Mr. Pfizer. You know, so he's condemning people that have gotten vaccinated. He's lying about his own vaccination status. Get the hell out of here, Aaron. Get the hell out of here. Like, why? Why does he got to be such a jackass? I don't get it. I don't understand. Next up, four. All right, my friends, Major League Baseball score updates coming your way right now. And it is all she wrote for the Tampa Bay Rays. All she wrote. 7 to 1 at the end of the seventh inning. You know, we've had Sean McDonough say here today that the crowd is booing. And he goes, I don't even think you can call them a crowd. You can call them a group. More on that coming in the next segment. Tampa Bay, really a pathetic showing in the first two playoff games. And, you know, as this series is a best of three, you can fold up shop now. You know, Uh, fold up shop, end of the seventh inning, crowd booing, no one there in Tampa Bay, just a total embarrassment for the city. Again, more on that coming up in the very next segment. In the bottom of the second inning, you know, a team that's winning at home. Why? Well, have you seen the atmosphere in Minnesota? You see in the atmosphere? Don't tell me home field advantage doesn't matter. It's in the bottom of the seconds. It's nil-nil to use a soccer term. But but the Minnesota leads it one-to-nothing. Also coming your way later today, the Diamondbacks look to wrap things up against the Brew Crew. They lead 1-0. And the Marlins over the Phillies. Uh, I'm sorry, the Phillies over the Marlins last night, 1-0 in a comfortable win. They look to close up shop against Miami today as well. Uh, I don't think these should be best of three series. I think they should be best of five. But I will admit that this is fun. And I also really, really like the fact that the top two seeds in each league get a buy. You know? Like, it's, it gives you something to play for. It gives you something to earn. The question I still have, though, is... You know, in a sport that you play every day or eight days out of every nine days for a period of six months, does five or six days off help you or hurt you? How would you guys answer that? Next up. Three. At number three, I'm going to ask you guys this question. If Coach Prime were to go to the NFL, do you think it'll work? you think it would work? I mean, um, my feeling is, you know, Dance with the girl that brought you. Colorado gave you a chance. No one gave you a chance. I'm going to spend a little bit more time on this topic tomorrow. For now, I want to throw the question out to out to you guys. My belief is he's got a chance to be transcendent in college. Re- rewrite the record book in terms of how a winning program is built. I think he's entertaining as all get out. Would you believe that Coach Prime had the highest-rated game again? On national television last week, and the game was at noon. All right, USC at Colorado at noon, which is the worst television rating time slot. Got 7.25 million people. Okay, that was number one. That led the country. Georgia at Auburn had 6.4, Notre Dame at Duke had 5.3. Those are the top three most watched games in America last week. It's just he's so magnetic whether you're watching to root for him or you're watching to root against him you sure as hell be watching him and that's all the networks care about i love them, by the way absolutely positively love them. next up two it is folks our upset picks of the week make sure you get your upset picks in right here on uh, on the show the v- via the madworldattractions.com standings page now Uh, We've got updated standings for you. I'll read to you right now the top 23. My old man, Pops, is in 23rd place with nine points. Just Jess is in 22nd with nine and a half. Sherb is in 21st with 11. We've got a three-way tie for 18th with Roger Carper, Commander Reed, and Stanford Steve. They've all got 11 and a half. Justin L. is in 17th place with 12. Kelly Ford, our guest, is in 16th place with 12 and a half. E. thoughty Delvin tied for 14th place with 13 points we've got a three-way tie for 11th place will G minor 49er and Nathan R 15 and a half points now to the top 10 Buckeye Brian has 16 and a half Madcraft and Dan beer in a tie for eighth with 17. JC gets 17 and a half points Joe D gets 18 and a half points he's in sixth place now to the top five in fifth place Delano, the truck driver has 22 points. The Leprechaun of Lyman, Hiddley, who has 23.5 points and our medal stand. Third place, Kyle D, 24.5 points. Second place, what's he doing up here? Pat McAfee of the Pat McAfee Show? What's he doing up there? 25 points. And we've got Brandon leading the way, 32 points in our upset pick challenge standings. We need your picks. Here's the rules. Make sure it's at least a three-point underdog. Make sure that you believe your team is actually going to pull the upset. If they do, you get the number of points that your team was an underdog added to your upset pick point total. Okay? We need you to text your picks into us via the madworldattractions.com text line. Open up your phone, go to the text screen, type in the number 71307 and hit enter. When it comes up, write the word FAN, F A N, then give us your name your game and the point spread so your text would read fan marshall plus 6.5 over nc state sincerely mark ryan there it is that's how you do it we want your picks on that wall we need your pick on that wall and finally one Yes, friends, that song is called Patience by Guns N' Roses. It's something that is an endangered species in society today. We don't have it anymore. And, you know, you Gamecock fans are used to me. You you always tell me, Mark, you dog our coach, you dog our program. I'm here to do the opposite of that right now, okay? Because Shane Beamer's dad, Frank Beamer, through his first five years at Virginia Tech, had a record of 22 and 32, okay, through five years. Now you're saying, well, there's there's no way he's going to get a sixth year if his record through five is 22 and 32. They gave him a sixth year, and in his sixth sixth season, his record was two wins, eight losses, and a tie. Sure as hell going to get fired after that, right? He's now 24 and 40. They brought him back for a seventh season. And in that season, he went nine and three. And in his eighth season at Virginia Tech, um, he went eight and four. In his ni- in his ninth season, he went ten and two. As in eleventh season, he went ten and two. And that's all she wrote. I'm not saying we have the patience to do that anymore. I don't think we did. I don't think we do. I don't think Shane Beamer can be 24 and 40 through six years and keep his job at South Carolina. But if you look at what he's done this year. When I go back to my picks at the beginning of the year, I had the Gamecocks two and three through five games. I had the Gamecocks finishing the year seven and five. Okay? All hope is not lost. Perhaps, maybe, just maybe, Shane Beamer is right where he's supposed to be at this juncture. How about the patience that Virginia Tech gave his father? I mean, it's still crazy to me. You could be 22 and 32 through five seasons. They give you a sixth year, you go two and eight, and they bring you back. And it worked, of all things, right? How about that? Those are today's top five at five. Now, it's your chance to chime in, which you can do at 844-FAN-PHONE. That's 844 N F O N E. That's 844-326-3663. Uh, that, my friends, is uh, where you can get to us on the phones. You can hit us on the madworldattractions.com text line at 71307. Just start your text with the word FAN, and away you go. You can hit us on Facebook. You can hit us on Twitter. You can hit us on YouTube, at The Fan Upstate, at each one. With Please like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to us on YouTube. And finally, email. You guys can all email the show, Mark Ryan. That is M-A-R-C, Ryan, at thefanupstate.com. All the different ways you can get in touch with us here on the most interactive sports radio show anywhere. Coming up next, folks, have you ever stopped to think about all the reasons why home field advantage means so much? We'll tackle that on the flip side. Here on the show, that gives you both sides. It's offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel and we are the fan upstate.
3: the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB At-Bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only 3 dollars per month.
1: Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game.
3: Subscribe to At-Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
1: It's offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the Fan Upstate rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. Big thanks to my main man, Corey, engineer extraordinaire. Just does an outstanding job getting us all that we need to have a great show, man. Um, You know, like, you got a lot on your mind when you're getting ready for a show. And to know that you're going to come here, you're going to be connected, all's going to be good, all is well. You just arrive and you set your computer up and then you're good to go. Uh, Brother, I I don't do this enough, but uh, please know. The last thing we do is ever take you for granted, okay? You are simply the best at what you do. Thank you so much for all that you do. Diesel and I rolling on here with you inside the Corner Cafe, uh, Ingalls Markets, 429 East Main Street, Liberty, South Carolina. Uh, So many texts coming in. We'll honor our high school athlete of the week. Coming up in the next segment, who could it be? Just Jess is taking Temple plus 14 against UTSA. Tiger fan Clint, good to hear from you, buddy. Uh, He picks Syracuse over UNC. Kevin Bugs taking Rutgers over Wisconsin and 13 points. Here's the problem, Kevin. The picks that are the most common never win. Two most common picks this week. Oklahoma over Texas. Rutgers over Wisconsin. Most common picks never win. Texter says it's amazing the lengths people will go to to defend their mediocre football team. Ain't that the truth? Texter says is the Pat McCaffrey Show. That's a good fantasy football team name. But not as good as this, Texter. My favorite all-time fantasy football team names. Remember the uh, wide receiver Dwayne Bowe? Played at LSU, played for the Kansas City Chiefs. How about the fantasy football team name, somewhere over Dwayne Bowe? I think that's just incredible. Just incredible. Maurice Jones-Drew. Remember him? How about what would Jones-Drew as opposed to what would Jesus do? What would Jones-Drew? How about that? Uh, Tight ends. Zach Ertz, Tyler Eifert. This might be my favorite one. Ouch, it hurts when I furt. That might be my favorite one. And there is one that I cannot say on the air, but I'm going to let you guys have to figure it out on your own. The player, okay, this is a real name, okay? Bossman, if you're listening, this is a real name. I'm allowed to say real names on the air, okay? The name was Haha Clinton Dix, okay? Ha-Ha Clinton Dix. And the fantasy football team name worked Monica Lewinsky into that, okay, into that. I can't say the team name on the air. I am going to let you guys, let the creative creative minds among you, figure that out. Um, let's see. Uh, okay, Mark, uh, how about Aaron Rodgers? We can't all be overrated like Aaron Rodgers. Always got to stay in the spotlight uh mark about the aaron Rodgers lie cole beasley caught all kinds of grief for not getting it and refusing to take the shot yeah like i I would never i would never lose my job because i wouldn't take a shot washington state's head coach lost his job because he wouldn't take the shot i mean think about how dumb that is you know you're gonna walk away from three million dollars a year because you won't get a shot like it like it doesn't even make any sense you know like it's it's senseless to me man um okay Guys, I want to have this discussion with you here. Have you ever thought, stopped to consider um, what makes home field advantage so special? You know, it's the same game, right? It's the same game, um, and you're playing the same sport. Why is it that where you play the sport matters so much? What are all the different factors that are involved in home field advantage doing something for you now las vegas the, the people who do the betting lines they will factor in a three and a half point home field advantage in college football so if two teams are totally evenly matched the team playing at home will be favored by three and a half points in the nfl home field is worth two and a half points cole bryson tells me that in high school football home field is worth nothing i have a hard time believing that do you guys buy that Home field advantage is worth nothing, and he says it's because the away stands are often as much, if not more, filled than the home stands, right? To me, the sport that should feature the greatest home field advantage is baseball. Why? Because it's the only sport where the dimensions of play are not uniform, okay? So in football, you got the same 120-yard field no matter where you're playing. In basketball, you have the same length, width of the court, no matter where you're playing. But in baseball, you can tailor the specifications of your stadium to the team you have. Oh, we got a bunch of right-handed power hitters, so we're going to put a short left-field porch. That should be the sport with the greatest home field advantage. True to form, in baseball, in the postseason in baseball, 54% of home teams win. So 54%. There's something about that, right? Like, there's, there's really something about that. What is it about home field advantage that results in wins? What are the different factors? Is it that your fans cheering for you actually makes you play differently? Do you suddenly miss shots in basketball if the crowd is booing you? You know, like, wh- what, is, what is actually going on with home teams faring better than road teams? Do you play more confidently at home? Right? Like, I'm sure you guys have all had dates where you felt super confident and you've had dates where you didn't feel confident. And I guarantee you the date where you felt confident went better than the date when you didn't. Right? Is that what's at play here? Is it about sleeping in your own bed at night when you play at home? You get to sleep in your own bed. You get to eat your own foods. What's that, Corey? Turf and grass. grass, Right? That can also play. Diesel, what are your theories? What are the factors that play into home field advantage? Because it really is an enigma when you think about it, how it creates such a massive advantage when the sport essentially is the same.
2: Crowd noise, you know, the the, um, the momentum factor, the uh, not being exhausted from travel, sleeping in your own bed. I, I think those things matter. I don't think they matter as much as, as a lot of fans would like to believe because, you know, we all want to believe we as fans have the ability to affect the outcome of a game. That's That's what superstition is based on. But I'm really not sure that we do
1: all that much yeah, so so it, it is weird because it, it plays such a role right it really does the question is why and I bring that up to you guys because I want to highlight right now I'm embarrassed for my home city okay I went to high school in Lakeland Florida Lakeland is a suburb of Tampa Florida okay the Rays last night played in front of 19,000 people in a freaking play playoff game It was the lowest attended playoff game in Major League Baseball history dating back to 1919. 1919. Okay, and you know why they had um, fewer than 19,000 people in a playoff game in 1919? Because of the Great Depression. Okay, because of the Great Depression. The Tampa Bay Rays had a playoff game yesterday. I posted the video on Twitter if you want to see it. All right? All right. Tampa will always be home to me, but that is embarrassing. They're a great team year in and year out. You guys don't realize this, but what the Rays do winning every single year with the lowest payroll in baseball would be like Vanderbilt winning the SEC every single year. How the hell are they doing that? It'd be like Leicester City winning the English Premier League. How are they doing that with those disadvantages? I actually had a chance to speak to the billionaire Tampa Bay Rays owner when I worked down there. His name is Stu Sternberg. He's one of the ten wealthiest owners in Major League Baseball. And I said, Stu, come on, man, just shoot straight with me. Why do you have the bottom payroll in baseball? Why are you always bottom three? It's not like you can't afford it. And he said to me, he said, Mark, I'm running a business. You want top-of-the-league payroll? Give me top-of-the-league attendance. You want middle-of-the-pack payroll? Give me middle-of-the-league attendance. You want bottom-of-the-league payroll? Give me bottom-of-the-league attendance. And I said to him, I said, Stu, I don't think you get it. You know, the line from Field of Dreams is, if you build it, they will come. But you've got to build it first. You know? It's not, it's not you win and then they come. Right? It's, it, it, like it, it's, it's you win and then the audience gets there. That's the way that it goes. And he didn't get that. And so he invests very little money in the team. The team has got an awful stadium, and there's an eight-mile bridge that you have to cross to get from Tampa to St. Pete, and they don't go. They got one of the top ten television ratings in the league that the Rays do. So, in other words, more like the Ray is the people who live in that area, right, watch the Rays religiously on television. They don't go to the games. And when you don't go to the games and your team loses – That means they lost in part because of you. The fans in Tampa Bay didn't lift them up. They let them down. And we said put up or shut up today. Hold your excuses. They shut up today. They still didn't show. The Rays right now, uh, let's see here. Is this game over yet? Bottom of the ninth inning. uh, No outs. The Rays are losing 7-1. So for all intents and purposes, the game is over. And that crowd... That bad fan base did absolutely nothing to help them win. You know, Sean McDonough, you hear him do a lot of college football games. He said today, the crowd is booing, or should I say, the group is booing. This doesn't look like a crowd to me in Tampa Bay. A freaking playoff game. Look at the crowd at Minnesota. I don't want to hear excuses. Oh, it was at school time, yada, yada, yada. How come they sell it out of Minnesota? You know Why? because nothing else matters more you know you get off school early you get off work early you get your butt there you're loud I don't know you can either choose to have a great home field advantage or you can have none I've experienced home field advantages in baseball where I said there is a zero percent chance the road team is winning this game I've experienced home court advantages at Cameron Indoor Stadium where I said there's no way Duke is losing this game with as rabid as this crowd is right now. You've experienced the same in college football. I attended the best game ever played in the Swamp when 12th-ranked Florida upset number one in unranked Florida State, 32-29. to 29. I was at that game, and there was just a feeling, there was the feeling of magic in the air. Right, Clemson fans, what are those games for you? When Louisville and Lamar Jackson came to uh, town, higher rank than uh, Deshaun Watson and company. You guys won that game, didn't you? I mean, that's, that's, the way it, that's the way it is. I thought the home field advantage that Clemson had last year against South Carolina sucked. We challenged Clemson fans. They showed up, showed out against Florida State. You know that even though your team didn't win that game, they should have. And, and it's because you created the hostile environment that you need. But what is it guys with home field advantage? Like what are your theories as to why it matters so much? What factors are at di- are on display there? All right. Texter said a uh, 71307 on the carpro.com on the carpro.com. On the madworldattractions.com text line is where you can get to us on the show. Texter says the Charlotte Rays would be great for the area just saying. Uh, High school soccer in South Carolina has different size field too. A texter is challenging my Great Depression knowledge. Texter says certain gimmicks like the chop in Atlanta can make an impact on an opponent's mental state at the plate. That and so much more, my friends. Your takes coming in. Why does it matter so much? We will speak to our high school athlete of the week when we come back right after this, live on location. Ingalls Markets in Liberty, South Carolina. Mark Ryan, Diesel, Corey, it's offsides, the fan upstate. Joined right now by our high school athlete of the week. He is a star wide receiver for Chesney. He had four catches for 119 yards and three touchdowns last week. Um, they're, they're, they've had an incredible season, and of course, they suffered um, awful tragedy last week as uh, three students perished in a car accident uh, on their way to the football game last Friday night. The hashtag is Chesney Strong. Caleb, I, I wish we were talking under different circumstances, but I'm honored to be talking to you anytime. How are you and uh, the, the Chesney family holding up right now? Caleb, thanks for joining us today.
3: I mean, we just we're trying to look on the positive side and just Positive about the whole situation. Don't want to get everybody down before like big games and stuff like yesterday. And then we just, my team had to come out and we had a lot of we had a lot of pressure on us. We, had, we couldn't lose after something tra- tragic like that happened.
1: Yeah, w- what's it like trying to play through that? I mean, you guys ended up pushing your game to to Monday night. You know, like how do you how do you channel your emotions? to have the level of focus that you need to have to be able to play a football game.
3: We just had to use that. We just had to use that to our ability, had to use that to make us play harder, make us want it more.
1: Caleb uh, Blend, our high school player of the week, joining us here on Offsides, the, uh, the Fan Upstate. Caleb, is there any way that we can use our platform here at the Fan Upstate to help out, to help out the scene there? Is there anything we can do? Is there... Uh, are there people who need help that we can shine a light on? Uh, yeah, just like those those families that were
3: involved, like, just they have a GoFam, GoFundMe set up. Uh, if you, anything, anyone could donate anything would be uh, helpful to that family, sir.
1: Okay, 100%, 100%. That's, that is very, very well stated, Caleb, and I appreciate you, uh, you sharing that with us. Um, I, I truly appreciate that. Caleb, how do you explain your success thus far this season? You've really burst onto the, on the scene. You're posting really big numbers, establishing yourself as the number one wideout on a very, very good team. What do you attribute your success to?
3: I've just, I just been working real hard in the off season, and just finally got a chance to show, uh, show what I can do. And you have done that.
1: Um, can you speak to the connection you have with K.J. Proctor uh, K.J. won this award earlier this year already, and now you are the uh, the award winner this week. Um, the, the, it's been said that the bond between a quarterback and a wide receiver, a top wide receiver like you, Caleb, is a special one. How is your relationship with K.J. special?
3: It's just it's a really close bond. It's like we're great friends on the field, but off the field we're still even closer. It's just, just having a great connection with your uh, quarterback is just a great thing to have.
1: One hundred percent, man. One hundred percent. So you guys get Abbeville this week. Man, that's tough. You know, in the NFL, you get these Thursday night games after teams just played on Sunday. That's a four day turnaround. You guys have the same four day turnaround and you don't get to play a cream puff. You get to play one of the best teams year in and year out from the upstate Abbeville. Can you speak, Caleb, to the challenges of getting ready for a team like that on such a short week?
3: We just gotta, we just gotta be real focused in practice and just, just look. Just gotta, everybody's gotta be on their key. Everybody's gotta know where they gotta be. And, and coach always, always tells us, your, uh, your key will take you to the ball. So, just knowing where you gotta be, at the right time. I think, I think, we, I think we have a great chance against them.
1: Man, I think you got a great chance as well. I really, really do. And uh, Abbeville is coming. And, uh, and I'll tell you what, Chesney's gonna have something for him. Caleb, can you speak to uh your goals to p- potentially play at the next level? Like do you have those goals? Do you want to play college football?
3: Yes, sir. That's it's always been always been something I wanted to do since I was a little kid. You know, everybody wants to make it to the league, but I feel like first you got to make it to college. So, I'm just just focusing on my my schoolwork mostly, make sure my grades are right.
1: I've never had the feeling, Caleb, of being able to dominate anybody in anything athletic, okay? So I can't relate to what that's like. Can you bring me in? Can you let me live through you, live vicariously through you for a minute here? What's it like when you got a dude on the other side of the field from you, okay? A corner, you know he's got no shot against you. What's that like? Just something
3: like a connection with QB. He's got to know who, what it, where, it is, where his matchups are on the field it's just you got to have a feel for it and you got to know your route your quarterback's got to just you just got to connect
1: you you most you most certainly have to connect uh Caleb uh, in terms of your game what are some of the things you're doing well and where can you still improve i got
3: i i feel like i'm doing very well in my route running's been very nice this season but i could most definitely hang on to the blocks for uh, for my running backs and – For my other receivers, when they're coming towards my side, I could definitely hold on to them blocks a little longer.
1: What's the best restaurant in Chesney, Caleb?
3: Um, I'm going to have to say the Bantam Chef.
1: What's it called? The Bantam Chef. The Bantam Chef? Yes, sir. The Bantam Chef. You heard it here. Best restaurant in Chesney. (laughs) Caleb. Blanton is his name. Caleb, great to meet you, man. Congratulations. I admire you so much for your resiliency and for being there for your fellow students and classmates during this very, very difficult time. We want to all do our part to the, best of, uh, to the best of our ability. We thank you so much for coming on, and we wish you nothing but the best of luck the rest of the way. Yes, sir. Thank you. You got it. All right, Caleb Blanton, wide receiver at Chesney, the Bantam Chef is the best restaurant in Chesney. You learn something new every day, my friends, every single day. The 6 o'clock hour awaits. That is up next. Live on location, Ingalls Markets, beautiful Liberty, South Carolina. And it's all right here on Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel and you right here on the Fan Up State.
0: Baseball is back.